Hey sister, I'm Savannah. And I'm Irais. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Create It For Our Sisters in Christ. We are real women having real conversations about really hard topics with boldness for the truth and love. We sense the urgency to get Christ and biblical truth out there without sugarcoating it. So we decided to use this platform as a way to reach the saved. And even when hearts over for Christ, we're fully trusting the Holy Spirit to lead these conversations. We weren't created just to live an ordinary life. We're here for a specific purpose. We were created for such a time as this. You ready, girl? Let's dive in. Hey, sister, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you could come back and listen to this episode today. Um, Today, we're actually going to be talking about um, marriage. We're going to be talking about a virtuous wife, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman, and, you know, whatever God puts on our hearts to share with y'all today is what we are going to share Um, so yeah, I don't know about you, but I've been feeling super convicted to be a better wife. (laughs) Same, same. Like, it's crazy because, um, we've both kind of been dealing with this thing, um, in the past couple of weeks, you know, um, marriage, how to be the wife that you're supposed to be. It's just, um, I love when, when God just talks to us that way, you know? Yeah. (coughs) Amen to that. Um, Yeah, so we are going to resume our tip of the day because, well, last episode, it was solo and I forgot. So (laughs) (laughs) we're going to resume that today, and Inais is actually going to provide the wonderful tip, so go for it. Yeah, so I figured it had, you know, it had to be something that we're talking about today, you know. Um, It had to be tied into that. Um, I actually found this on, on Twitter. I saw this today. Um, shout out to Trey and Leah's Stronger Marriages on t- hey. on Twitter. <laughs> Strong Marriage Five, I guess that's your username. But um, I've actually been learning a lot from from them. So this is why I think it's crazy that we're talking about this because I've literally been making more of an effort to, um, I mean, putting more of of an effort to make our marriage a priority. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, they tweeted, "Don't treat your spouse like they treat you. Try to treat them like God treats you." which is better than you deserve. So I guess wow. the tip of the day would be that don't treat your spouse the way that they treat you because yeah. we all fall short, you know, but why do we have to always pay them with the same uh, treatment, you know, yeah. or um, like Jesus says, you've heard it said an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, but why do we have to be that way? Um, if we're supposed to be walking in love, then, we should be better than that. Yeah. So. Amen. I, I love that. It's kind of like the golden rule. And I feel like it, this is actually said in the Bible, but it's kind of like treat others the way you want to be treated. And while I want to be treated with the grace and mercy from God, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I want to be treated that way. Um, the amazing way that that God treats us like we do not deserve his his goodness but he is faithful and just to forgive so that's something we always need to remember especially when fighting with our spouses Mm -hmm. because i mean you live with a person and you see them every day all the time (laughs) they tend to get on your nerves a little bit just like these kids no i'm just kidding (laughs) kind of um but you know it's like it, it it really it's a matter of stepping back outside of yourself and Mm -hmm. not being a super selfish person and so i know for me that's something god has also been convicting me of and i'd like to sit here and be like i'm not selfish you know but i really need to like humble myself a little bit Mm because i you know i i can be selfish and i know there have been times where it's just been like i i i well you know my kids are screaming and so i can't do this or yeah um my husband is being this way so i can't do this or you know whatever and and i'm like wow i really say i a lot you know putting my needs above theirs even though i would like to put their needs before mine and while i'm not gonna sit here and say yeah i put my needs above theirs all the time there are times where i put my own needs above theirs and i it I, i'm just cranky and not very nice sometimes and that's yeah. not how god treats us you know yeah so. definitely like reading through um 
this marriage plan that my husband and I started um, has really helped us understand that, you know, that it's actually really, really simple. And it, it comes down to like comparing it to your relationship with Jesus. Um, if you're always um, setting up expectations on your relationship, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to work out because those expectations, when they're not met, you, you're unhappy. You're yeah. um, bitter. You're, you get, you know, all these feelings that uh, turn to lies and, yeah. um, and that's why people end up splitting up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you realize that it's not about you, um, it's it's really about loving selflessly without expecting any anything in return. Um, you'll be able to really be unconditional towards your spouse. Yeah. You know, um, even when they're um, not acting right. Right. Because that's the issue that we have. Like we say, oh yeah, well. I, I want to be this way with my husband and I am, I love him. I'll do anything for him. Mm-hmm. But whenever he messes up, it's like, we completely forget about that. Yes. And we're like, how dare you? How could you be this way? You know, mm-hmm. e- even when you're in the right, you, we should still be humble enough to say, you know what? I know that this is not who he is. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to feed into the same lie that he's dealing with right now? Yes. You know, wow. so we have to like, cons- that's what being selfless is and loving unconditionally. Man. And I and I just want to um, say like really quick, because this is this could be a really in-depth topic, you know, this alone that what I'm about to say. But um, love that begins and ends with your own happiness and with your feelings. It's not love. And and I, it's going to sound really blunt and straightforward, but it's selfishness that it just has like a mask on. Right. You know, because you have like li- Jesus literally talks about this. I was reading Luke and he's saying, if you only love those who love you, what good is there in that? Wow. Even even the hypocrites do that, you yeah. know, and it's so real. And why are we doing it to our spouse? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, and it, it's. it's Oh, no, go for it. Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, even if your spouse is being a certain way towards you or gets really upset or they're just cranky or, you know, something else is going on, you have to think about the fact that, okay, well, they're acting this way for a specific reason. What is going on with them? talk to them, love them, um, you know, put them first, put their needs first. And while I could sit over here and be super mad at my husband because he was a little bit cranky about something, the Mm. right way to deal with it is to sit there and say, okay, this is not who he is. He's, you know, it's just a moment of weakness right now. He, he's not mad at me. Like, you know, and, and forgive him for that and love him regardless of how he's acting in that moment. And chances are, if you're, you're loving towards your spouse, um, in those moments, they're going to feel like crap for treating you a certain way. And I know for me, this is literally for me because this a couple days ago, actually, my husband got all, was all cranky because he got this new OCD thing going on and he wants everything <laughs> clean all the time. <laughs> and not in a way where he's like demanding me to like, you know, make sure the house is yeah. perfect. But when he's home, he really tries to, you know, help me pick up the slack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's hard with two kids. I got a baby and I got a three-year-old, you know? And so sometimes it's not perfect, but he was mm-hmm. a little cranky about it. And I literally snapped right back at him. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, you know, in that moment, yeah. I was so mad that he was all cranky with me, but that was the wrong way to go about that situation. You know, yeah. we need to feel for them. Yeah. Like why, why should we, um, act badly or react badly um and stop walking in the truth just because they are you know like that's i just want us to think about that perspective every time that we come across an altercation like that and this is for even outside of marriage you know any friendship or any um what do you say like um conversation that you have with with even a stranger you know why should the way that they act affect or change the way that you act yeah. when you know the truth? So back to our spouse, when we know that they're clearly not walking in the truth, why are we going to go to that 
you know, like the saying goes, stoop down to that level. Mm -hmm. And obviously the world says it in like a selfish way, you know, but like, why, why should we step outside of truth when we clearly see that they're in the lie? Yeah. You know, like, why are we going to believe the lie too? Yeah. And it just creates this huge thing that, you know, uh, we don't want. Right. Right. I think Um, it's also like a little bit of like a stumbling block for them because mm -hmm. they're upset in that moment and they need a second to kind of like step back and, you know, ask for forgiveness. But if we're coming in there all all hot and angry and stuff because they might have talked to you the wrong way or, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of snapped a little bit or something, they're going to get even more mad and you're going to get even more mad. And it's yeah, it's it's like adding more more um, to the fire. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I wanted to talk about with this, you know, uh, subject here of us not seeking to to fulfill, I guess, our our own happiness, our own feelings or, you know, just our own desires in our marriage. Um, I want to talk about love languages mm-hmm. um, because I feel like the, the main reason we are stuck in this cycle is because we have that mentality that, oh, he has to meet my needs because yeah. this is how I receive this. Mm-hmm. And that's so unhealthy for us, you know. I don't want to go, like, why it's, like, wrong completely, you know, the whole love languages thing because that's a whole other topic. But just stick to the principle, you know. Why are you going to, if you're trying to let go of selfishness in your marriage because you're trying to make your marriage work, in a healthy way and while you're both walking in the truth right mm-hmm. um why are you going to keep holding on to this mentality that keeps y'all both separated and acting in selfish ways mm-hmm. so you're basically saying you have to act this way in order for me to receive it and i have to act this way in order for you to receive it and that's like literally contrary to what we're trying to do and accomplish in our marriage you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah um good. how are you going to say I can only be loved by you giving me gifts Mm. when so then whenever he doesn't give you gifts you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like it just sets you up again into that cycle of expecting not receiving and then it comes crashing down yep yep yeah that's so true I think that you know I was kind of stuck in that for a while myself oh me too yeah it's like I really love compliments because I feel like I need that guarantee, that satisfaction of I'm good enough, but I'm not good enough. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it it has nothing to do with me. You know, if my husband decides to up and leave me or cheat on me or, you know, sin in some other way, um, you know, it's not it's not my fault it's not because uh, i i did something wrong necessarily it's because of him stuck in his sin and um not living for christ or not abiding in him or um you know just giving into the flesh because sometimes like people will give into the flesh and they will let you down and so um i i don't i shouldn't be looking for that that satisfaction that not satisfaction but like my validation yes the validation Mm -hmm. from my husband and that thing that you told me um back in july so i was having some marriage problems my husband and i and um irais had told me that she actually had a dream where where god was like sharing with her to tell me to seek god's approval not man and it kind of like it it went hand in hand kind of with what I was dealing with in my marriage because at that point in my marriage I was seeking that validation for my husband I mm-hmm. needed him to love me I needed him to think I was beautiful when I was feeling absolutely mm. not beautiful I needed yeah. that because my identity was rest in being his wife and him loving me and him you know yeah. um treating me a certain way and if we put our identity in our marriage, if we are seeking that nonstop validation from our spouses, mm-hmm. they're only men. They will let us down. Um, yeah. Jesus will never let us down. And that's who our identity needs to be grounded in. That's who we need to seek approval from is God, not, not from our spouse. And and just just picture how beautiful it is when y'all are both on that same page. Yes. When when he thinks this way and you think this way and y'all are both um, seeking God 
together. Like that, yeah. that's who fulfills you. Yep. And this is what my husband and I were talking about as we were reading this plan is that it's really so simple. It's just literally laying our life down. That's yeah. what it comes down to because, and we, and we do it first of all, obviously for God, mm -hmm. but we're doing it for our children, for mm -hmm. our spouse. You know, we get to this point where we can, um, truly love one another and and all these great things that you know giving gifts and words of encouragement or you know the mm -hmm. the the categories that these love languages are divided into or whatever all these good things come out of the abundance of our heart yeah that's how it should be that's mm -hmm. the biblical perspective on these um attributes i guess you can call them yeah. um it's it comes from a, a selfless unconditional love and we only get that from Jesus. So if you're mm -hmm. both on the same page, getting that from him, we can give that to each other without Amen. having to ask for it. Yeah. You know, um, Savannah, now that you're talking about that, that uh, time that we talked, you know, kind of about this stuff, it just made me think right now, like, how come we don't um, express these things to our husbands? You yeah. know, I had this, the same thing happen to me. Um, I think it was like last week, actually, but... I was dealing with a lot of insecurities mm -hmm. and like physically, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it was like driving me insane, man. Like my, my head was hurting. Um, I just kept thinking about it. And usually what I do is I just deal with it in my head, mm -hmm. like with truth, you know, yeah. I take it to God, but I don't speak about it to my husband at all. I just kind of let, it's like, I expect him to guess the way yeah. that I'm feeling, you know? Why do we do that? And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, you know, it just said, again, it, you're setting yourself up, you know, mm -hmm. because they can't, they can't read your they mind, have no idea. you know, <laughs> um, they, they, in their mind, they can probably think that something completely different is going on. Yeah. Um, they're like, what did I forget to buy at the store? You know, mm -hmm. something like that. It's and like, and well, we're like dealing know. with something else. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, you know, I, I decided to just go to my husband and I went and told him, you know, right now I'm just dealing with all these insecurities and blah, blah, blah. And it changed everything. Like he hugged me and he knew right then and there exactly what I was dealing with. Aww. And and he was able to comfort me in that area. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So instead of us expecting them to just know, um, why don't we go to them and tell them exactly what we're dealing with? Like the battle that we're dealing mm -hmm. with so that they know, hey, you know, I have to. Um, protect her in this area because she's getting attacked there yeah. and it's the same way for them to us you know mm -hmm. um, we just always have to have that in mind like looking out for each other because yes. we're not fighting these battles alone like I I hate that idea that you have your battles I have mine mm -hmm. you know no you're one flesh you guys are both like your team team members you know you mm -hmm. you work as a team yep not as like you know rivals yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. And I'd say once we kind of stop. Um, okay. So when we, when we think this way, we're like, I feel really insecure because girl, you and me both, like, especially when I was <laughs> pregnant, I was feeling so insecure mm -hmm. and the enemy will try to attack us from that angle. And I just remember getting attacked so hard where I was so down. I was feeling so depressed and, and all for what this, like these flesh, like feelings, these things yeah. that are lies, these things that, you know, aren't even true. That's not even who God says that we are, you know? Yeah. And when we can really grasp what's going on and, um, attack it with the word of God and attack it together, like side by side. Um, so the enemy can't get you from that angle anymore, you know, because he's always, I'm telling you, he go comes for us. He comes for the wives yeah. because yeah. How, how the, you know, design of the household and stuff like that, like men are, are our protectors, but if the wife mm -hmm. can, you know, get knocked down, like he can have access to your family. And so, um, I feel like it's it's really important for us to be grounded in that. But also, I'll say that once we stop seeking that approval and that validation from our husbands, that we yeah. kind of start receiving that approval and that validation from them, if that makes exactly. sense. Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we, we have to make sure that we're the wife that we're called to be before yes. we start pointing any fingers at our husbands. Yes. 
And and that leads me to say this this next point. Um, I had seen a tweet on Twitter again from this page that I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember ex- everything word for word. But it was something about um, they were distinguishing what dating is versus marriage, mm. and um, they pretty much said dating is for you to evaluate your partner to see if they're marriage material. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. when you do the evaluation. Now in marriage. It's about appreciation. Yeah. You should no longer be evaluating your spouse because you're married, Ooh. you know. Even if you, you you know, like my husband and I, we got married. We were, you know, we were both in the faith already, but we were kind of backsliding, you know. So it took us a while to get to where we're at right now. And we've been married for five years now. But um, I understand that there's cases where, you know, the wife becomes Christian and the husband later joins her. Um, but they're already married, you know. So um, I, I understand that in those situations, it can, it can be a little complicated to not evaluate. But you're mm-hmm. already married. So now it's like the instead of um, just shift your perspective on from evaluating to appreciating, even if your situation is kind of um, different, you know. Yeah. Most people nowadays, unfortunately, they don't do th- things the way that God intended them to mm-hmm. be you know yeah. people get married before they're Christian people get married um you know whenever they they have already had sex before and you know all these other issues that come along with that but yeah. um the point is that when you're married or you're about to get married know that you're making that commitment to love and appreciate that person that you're marrying yeah. the dating stage was for you to nitpick what what you know to 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 nitpick in your mind at least what are the things that you don't really agree with and you know i i I really don't agree with this thing so i i don't think that i should marry this person yeah you know like if it's a deal breaker Um, or yeah or like talking to them about the things Mm -hmm. that you don't agree with so that everything is set in stone before you get married you know but once you're in the marriage it's a completely different story now um now you have to really even the things that come out that you didn't know that were there before, you know, mm-hmm. um, things that, you know, you just find out about your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we've all found, you know, things that were like, oh, I don't, I don't know about this, you know, but you still deal with them, appreciate them, you know. Um, a big one for me was um, leaving the clothes um, instead of putting them in the dirty clothes hamper, you know. Um, leading them, leaving them in the restroom or whatever, you yeah. know, just little stuff like that. Yeah. That I'm like, oh my goodness, why, why can't you just pick it up? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And those little things that I could complain about and constantly evaluate my husband about, now I can stop and humble myself and just say, you know what, I appreciate this man, you know? Yeah. Um, because of, you know, even if I still hate that he does that, mm-hmm. I can still appreciate all the other things that he does. Right. You know? Right. Well, and I think it's like, well, what is it going to hurt us if we pick up the laundry and do it? It's like, I know. You know it's we like, can just do it. Like, lo- love them. And I know I'm guilty of not always doing that, too. Like, yeah. sometimes I'm like, why? Okay, literally. Okay, so <laughs> we have a baby gate to our kitchen. So Levi can't just go in the kitchen whenever he wants. But... He'll put trash, just set it on the counter. And I'm like, you literally couldn't open the gate and go and just put in the trash right there. And I literally, I was really convicted about it too. Instead of just getting like frustrated because that kind of like opens this door to sin when you're just like sitting there and you're just like, okay, I'll just do it then, you know, just do it through love. Like, okay, well, he didn't do it. I'll just go do it for him from a loving Mm -hmm. perspective. And I think that, you know, I never thought about that, you know, appreciation portion of it Mm because you know a lot of people don't really think about that you know you go into marriage and you nitpick things and you and you nag your husband because he's not complimenting you enough or he's not doing this the right way or he's not doing this or he's not he's not being who you want him to be period exactly like we're holding them up to these impossibly high standards while Mm -hmm. it's like okay well I can't even live up to those standards. Like, I'm just a human. Like, I cannot. But also, like, I wanted to say, once we kind of step back from that, that selfish, like, well, he didn't do this and now I have to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and doing it from that loving standpoint, it's almost like those, okay, so kind of back to the love language thing that you were saying. 
that love language mm-hmm. thing, I completely 100% agree so much with it. And I think it was Pastor Vic that said something that really stuck with me about, um, you know, the whole love language thing. But when you step back from saying, well, he's not meeting my needs. He's not meeting my love language. My Like, my love language is this, and he's not doing these things. Mm-hmm. If we can literally step back from that, we can fulfill their needs before mm-hmm. our own. And when we are fulfilling their needs, they start fulfilling our needs. It's like this yeah. circle. And it's not something you should be like, well, I'm going to do this so he can do this. It's yeah. I'm going to do this because I love him. and because Regardless he w- of yes. if he does his yes, part. Exactly. You know? And so that's something that kind of, I, and I think this is a really good segue for the whole being a virtuous wife because... Mm-hmm. I know that I, in the past, have just been really kind of lazy and just expect a lot from my husband. And while I could be doing more, like... Yeah, well, you, you're falling short mm-hmm. and you're expecting him to be all on point mm-hmm. all the time. Exactly. And for my husband, um, for the sake of talking about love languages, his love language is, you know, having the house clean and, you know, having having dinner made when he gets home from work. And it's not something he's ever, like, made me feel like I have to do. Like, he doesn't get angry at me if that doesn't happen. But he's so appreciative when it does happen. Like, every single time he comes home and he just thanks me for having the house clean or, or thanks me for making dinner or whatever it is. And so... Mm-hmm. I know for me, that's been a huge conviction and that's something that God has really been working in my heart is making sure that I am loving my husband um, the way mm-hmm. that Jesus loves us. And I am not perfect at that. Like none no. of us are going to be perfect at that. But if we can aim to um, serve them, because you know what? Jesus came down here in the flesh as a servant. He yeah. served Jesus like God in the flesh came to Mm -hmm. be a servant and he died for us, but we can't take a few hours out of our day to serve our spouse. That is our, like one of our main things in life. Like we are one with our husbands. We are Mm -hmm. supposed to serve him. We are to submit to our husbands and man, the feminist. It's it's a beautiful (laughs) thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a beautiful thing. Unfortunately, the world teaches you otherwise. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that as wives, we have to be really careful and and have that discernment, seek that wisdom from God, um, you know, to have your family protected from these things, Mm -hmm. because we see a whole spiritual movement of um, like Spencer Smith calls it the divine feminine. Yes. Where this, uh, this, um, the feminine entity, this, um, women, you know, are just mm-hmm. shifting. I don't know. Like it's, I, I just know it's spiritual. Like it's, it's shifting women's perspective into thinking that they should be the leaders. Right. And, and I, I grew up with that, man. I grew mm-hmm. up with, uh, with a lot of women in my family. That's mostly women. Like just mm-hmm. my, my mom alone. We, I only have one brother and it's six girls you know um including my mom and and i grew up with my mom teaching that mentality like oh you don't need a man you do this Mm -hmm. and 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 every household of of my family the the woman is the one leading the household like Mm -hmm. they say like you're the one that wears the pants or Mm -hmm. whatever you know they have that type of mentality and it's unfortunate because they're missing the amazing beautiful point that god made women to be you know our our importance our role in our family is it's beautiful Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not demeaning like the world teaches Mm -mm. um it's actually empowering to know how much we're needed in the household in our family in our husband's life you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's for it's for a reason like god literally his design is so perfect like who are we to question God and his design? His, it's yeah. literally perfect. And it's for our own good. He knows better than we do. And honestly, I don't know about you, but I love serving my husband. I love, yeah. instead of me sitting here and, you know, feeling all good if he's complimenting me or something, I feel good to serve him because that's yeah. what I was called to do. It's it's my job as a wife, as his wife, I made a commitment to him to love him 
and to serve him. And so when I am able to do that, and I'm not always perfect, like, you know, like I said, I have kids. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) the house isn't always perfect. But when I am able to do that, instead of making the choice to just not do it, um, you know, I do it and it feels so much better. And there's actually this Mm -hmm. line I've been, I think about it all the time now from treason, um, pastor Vic song. And mm-hmm. um, Jeremy, he says, laziness is just temptation. Oh, and yeah. so <laughs> every time <laughs> it's literally like the Holy Spirit like has it locked in my brain because mm-hmm. when I feel like being lazy, I'm like, I really don't want to clean right now, even though he's going to be home soon. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. want to do it. I literally think laziness is just temptation. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> give into the temptation. I'm yeah. get off my butt and I'm just going to do it because that's what I need to do. That's my duty yeah. as a wife and a mother. It's my first ministry. Yeah, that's good. And and then there's also the other aspect of things like, like for example, um, my husband, he likes to be productive every single day, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that he's like getting ministered to from God, mm-hmm. uh, when to chill, you know? Yeah. So there's days where like, we both get the same, like we both get the same. There's days where I'm the one that's like, I got to clean everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he knows that, you know, I just better leave her alone right now. Cause she's cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever he's cleaning, it's the same, you know, mm-hmm. but there are days where, where I do have to encourage him. Hey, just chill out. It's okay. If the dishes don't get done today, you yeah. know, or at least right now we can do them tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank God we have a dishwasher, but <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but like, um, you know, just stuff like that. Like, it's okay if we don't have the house spotless clean today. Tomorrow yeah. we'll take care of it, you know, or I'll take care of it or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have to, like, really compliment one another um, and, and help each other out when it comes to what we're dealing with mentally and uh, sometimes even physically, you know, whenever you're not feeling good. Um, mm-hmm. We need to be able to not only humble ourselves, but also step up to our duty as a wife and be like, okay, I got you, you know, Uh, without thinking of like, what is he going to do for me? Mm -hmm. Or Or, he doesn't deserve this, this, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And and one thing that changed for me a lot um, when it comes to like doing things around the house or just these little pet peeves of mine that I used to have um, towards my husband and stuff was this video that I saw. um, I think it was over a year ago already, but the lady, she was, uh, going around the house and as she was picking up the clothes she was praying for for whoever the item belonged to so if it, mm-hmm. it was a, her son's sock she would pray for her son wow um if the husband left the toilet seat up she would pray for the husband and mm-hmm. just a, a, <laughs> a beautiful good. reminder you know <laughs> that you know i have this amazing family god blessed us yeah. tremendously to be together to be able to pursue him together why am I going to waste the, this time that God is giving me with my family complaining, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. th- like Savannah's saying, I, I, I too have days, you know, where I get angry, where I get frustrated, mm-hmm. where I'm not fully walking in this truth. But here lately, I've noticed that um, we're both making an effort to really get to that point because yeah. honestly, we should not be dealing with these issues anymore. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't, you know, but we weren't taught this at all, you know, and this is why we're here talking about it today so that, you know, um, y'all know this, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, it's something that we should have been taught from the beginning since we got married. Um, especially if you got married in the faith, Mm -hmm. you know, pastors should really, really be talking to you about this, um, because it's foundational stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but there's no time like today, you know, today, like, the Bible says today's the day of repentance. Well, we're saying, uh, today's the day of change. You know, Mm -hmm. you can definitely like make those changes today. And it literally takes just a step, you know, just a change of mentality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For you to start walking in that. Amen. Amen. I love that. Um, okay. We, I really want to read Proverbs 31 (laughs) Okay, go for it, and kind of like talk a little bit more about, um, you know, just, how how we live out our purpose as wives also um but i'm reading from the new king james version um and i'm going to start at verse 10 because this is titled the virtuous wife um who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies 
the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the, to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and, and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with, with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. And I, I think another version says like beauty is, is, or I don't remember. Never mind. <laughs> Verse 30. It was, it was, um, yeah. Beauty is deceitful. Oh yeah. 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 The yeah. charm is deceitful. Yeah. There was like a different, um, it was said a little bit differently. I'm trying to think of, of what it was. Um, let me see. Beauty is vain, but a woman who mm -hmm. fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Um, I, yeah. I, the I NLT reads, um, Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. You know, like we could be the most beautiful person in the world, but if we have these ugly hearts and, and, you know, are so self-serving and, and don't yeah. care about anybody but ourselves, you know, that, that the beauty is going to fade away. And in the end, you'll just be like an ugly person. Yeah. <laughs> I love that verse. I think that's the, mm -hmm. my favorite verse out of this proverb because, I feel like everything that this proverb mentioned about this woman, right, mm -hmm. um, is summed up in fearing God. Yeah. Because if you fear God, you love like God. Yes. And by loving like God, you can serve like he did. Man, you know? that's so good. Um, but just reading through it, like hearing you read through it, I was just thinking like, you know, a lot of the times women, I, I know that this is like, really common because I, this is how I would read this this um, proverb. Um, I would always think like, well, I mean, we don't live like that no more. How, yeah. how am I supposed to make clothes for my children? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like seeks wool and flax and willingly works with their hands. Or like all these things. It's like, we don't do that no more. Yeah. So it's easy for you to like not feel like you can relate to this mm -hmm. um, woman. Mm -hmm. But... In reality, like you can literally switch out everything that it's saying for a deeper um, aspect of it. So, for example, um, let me see. She oh, hold on, hold on. Hmm. Uh, she considers a field and buys it from her profits. She plants a vineyard. OK, so not a lot of us own land, mm -hmm. you know, um, we don't, you know, well, I don't know. I Most of us don't plant yeah. vineyards, you know, <laughs> but I just read that, I heard that, and, and I just thought, um, this means, you know, that we turn, you know, when with the little that we're given, we turn it into more, mm -hmm. you know? So we're, um, what's the word, like smart or wise, mm -hmm. I should say, yeah. with what we're given, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Um, she perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. So you keep striving to be this woman you know mm -hmm. it, it doesn't switch like like an on and off switch you yeah. know it keeps going yeah um she's well, not afraid of snow for her household for all her household 
household is clothed with scarlet that just reminds mm-hmm. me of um it doesn't matter what comes um you you're teaching your household how to remain in the truth you mm-hmm. know like i just picture a mom telling her children it's so it's gonna be okay no matter what yeah. whether it's cold outside or rainy or really hot we're gonna mm-hmm. be okay you yeah. know yeah so just like stuff like that like um it's about the principle of things you know mm-hmm. um instead of trying to relate with it directly like you know do, does this mean that i have to wake up super super early and try to make you know um clothing for my children and go stuff. milk the cows <laughs> <laughs> exactly there's some women that have that opportunity and that's right. awesome you know yeah. but most of us don't so how yeah. do we um walk in this you know how do we become this woman that is being praised by her husband and her children you know right um it's about serving it's about Mm -hmm. um loving selflessly you know and about fearing god first Mm -hmm. of all yeah our husband trusting us you know and and Mm -hmm. what's even the point if our husband can't trust us and not in the way where it's like he trusts us to be faithful but he trusts us with his children. He trusts us with his household while he is out making money and um, serving his family that way, you know, providing for us. You know, it's our job um, to, you know, raise the kids and take care of the household and things like that. But also there was one part I personally have been convicted of so much and it is the Mm -hmm. part about waking up early. And so when it says like her lamp never goes out, you know, the, the job of a mom, it never ends. You, you, yeah. The job of, of a wife never ends. You know, your kids might wake up in the middle of the night with a nightmare and they just want their mom, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Like, I know sometimes I have to, I stay up a little bit later because I, I get the kids to bed and everything. And then I need to have a little bit of time with my husband or have a little bit of time in prayer or, you know, whatever it is after my kids are asleep. So mm-hmm. my lamp never goes out. <laughs> and then at that point, um, I have to remember, okay, well, I can't go to sleep at like two in the morning, obviously. So making sure that I'm taking taking care of myself in a non-selfish way, but in a way yeah. for my family, for the sake of my family. So mm-hmm. I'm, I've been trying really convicted to get to bed earlier. So I've been aiming to go to bed around 1030. Um, mm-hmm. That way I can aim to wake up at about 5 30 and while that's really early and i'm not saying everybody needs to wake up at 5 30 in the morning this is what god has been convicting me of so i can wake up in the morning and i can have my very short amount of time to have some quiet time with the lord and Mm -hmm. get my workout in and do what i need to do in that way my entire day is so much more productive because i get you know what needs to be done in the morning like my priority of spending time with the lord and taking care of my body you know that's that's out of the way so then i can um be the best version of myself for my kids when they wake up you know i can make breakfast i can you know do the dishes do whatever it is get levi ready for therapy take him to therapy you know do those different things and so for me, um, that part of the Proverbs 31 woman really convicted me. But one other thing I wanted to say is back when I was really struggling with my insecurities and, and, you know, my husband knew it because, well, he did something wrong and I was really upset about it, but I was dealing with some insecurities for a a little while after that, but God Mm -hmm. was really working in me. And I just remember my husband, Um, and this was totally like a God thing because this isn't something my husband would say, but he literally opened Proverbs 31. I remember I was sitting there and I was really depressed and I was just like crying and crying and crying all the time. And I was sitting on the couch, bawling my eyes out. Mind you, I was also pregnant at the time. And he read that verse, the, um, charm is deceitful and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And it really just goes to show like that is where our beauty lies. Our beauty lies within our identity in Christ, our fear of the Lord. Like we can be the ugliest people ever, but if we have Jesus Christ in our heart and his light shines through us, we are the most beautiful people Mm -hmm. and not in a vain type of way, not in a, you know, kind of cocky, like, yeah, I'm all that, you know, but Jesus's light is so 
beautiful. And people see that. People will see that light. Your husband will see that, you know? Yeah. Yep, exactly. And that's the most important thing is that our husbands see it, honestly. They're the number one person. (laughs) I mean, besides God. God is the number one person. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, you know, God, (laughs) who we should be seeking our approval from. But under God, you know, we should really just be focusing on serving our husbands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it comes back to that point of, you know, this is one thing that when I first started the women's group, I made it like a key point for the the women's group. It was like my my mission statement, kind of, you know, of um, letting women know that before we're going to, you know, I mean, we shouldn't be complaining uh, about our husbands at all. Mm-hmm. But um, before we're like about to point the finger, we need to make sure that we are being the wife that that they're praying for, you yeah. know, um, because how are you going to sit here and complain about all these things not going well, whether it be with our kids or our marriage mm-hmm. or anything for that matter. But we're not uh, being who God is calling us to be when we know the truth, like, how can you not walk in that, you know, but complain when somebody else is not doing the same thing, you Mm -hmm. know, it makes us kind of like hypocritical and really selfish, you know, um, I, you know, at the end of the day, it just comes back down to being humble and kind and gentle, um, really loving people the way that God loves you and everyone else around Mm you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, totally agree i i don't know about you but i feel highly satisfied when i'm serving my husband and when i submit Mm -hmm. to him you know sometimes um sometimes our husband is going to tell us no sometimes our husband is going to make decisions for us like like in the household and while i i my husband and i always discuss things but I always take what he has to say in co- into consideration. Yeah. You know, I could make the choice to kind of ignore what he says and just do something anyways. Or I can discuss it with him and actually listen to what he has to say. And I think there's huge blessings that comes from submitting to our husbands and really mm-hmm. listening to what they have to say. Because th- God put them there as the spiritual leaders of our household for a reason. And so while you may think you um, have this, you know, amazing relationship with God or whatever, um, you know, we should be going through our husbands. We should always, always come to our husbands about these things. And, mm-hmm. and you know, God uses them for something specific. And, and like I said, he cre- created them to be, you know, the leaders of our household. So we really need to take that into account instead of getting really upset if you don't get your way or, you know, whatever. I think that that's a really controversial thing for a lot of people is submission to husbands. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what would you say, um, about submission? Like, is there any advice you can give to women who may struggle a little bit with the submission aspect or don't fully understand or think it's super sexist? Like what, what would you say for those women? Well, I think the first step is to evaluate your heart. Yeah. Um, because more than likely, if you have an issue with that, just the statement alone mm-hmm. of submitting to your husband, um, it's probably because you have pride in your heart, you know, yeah. um, control issues that you need to get let go of. Mm-hmm. And God is faithful, man. He He does um, remove these things from you if you ask. Yes. And I know because I dealt with that. Same. I, I, I'm serious. Like I dealt <laughs> with it. Um, I remember the day exactly when when God showed me these things, you know, um, and it wasn't that long ago either. It was yeah. um, 2020 when yeah. when I finally got to that point where I was like, OK, I, I, I get it now, like mm-hmm. how beautiful this works. You know, mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with my husband about him wanting to pursue this ministry full time. And um, this is something that he had been called to do. You know, we had tried doing it, um, you know, like starting the ministry and all that about three years prior to that. But it didn't work out because, you know, there it was just a different situation. Like we had all these um, like I, I was working and all this stuff, you know. Um, but this time, you know, the pandemic hit. Everything was like 
you know, we had no excuse to go full time with this. Um, but a little bit prior to that, I had actually started a cake business. I was decorating cake, baking and decorating cakes for parties, weddings, whatever, you know. And um, I, I, I really thought that I was going to get to a point where I was going to open up a bakery or something like that, you know. And but a part of me kind of knew that 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 was not going to happen. And um, I had to learn to be okay with that, you know. But um, the whole argument was my husband and I sat down and we were talking about the ministry. And he said, you know, I just really feel like this is what I'm called to do and I want to go all in for it and blah, blah, blah. And he wasn't even asking anything of me, but I was just taking it so wrong. Like, it's like everything that he was saying, all I heard was, what about you? You know, Mm -hmm. like, I, I mean, I was thinking, what about me? Right. What? Well, you know, how do I tie in into this? Like, don't I have a say? You know. Yeah. And um, and then it just got to the point where I just blur, you know, just said it out loud, yeah. and I was like, I just feel like this is, you know, it's selfish of you. Like, you know, right. What about me? What about my dreams, my goals, and what if you know I want to go back to school? And I was just saying these things that I don't even want you know (laughs) but I I, it was just like me in the flesh just trying to argue about this you know Mm -hmm. and my husband was like well I don't mean to be this way like I I don't mean this coming from my flesh but what if the only thing that you're called to do is to be a wife and a mother Mm -hmm. you know uh, would you be okay with that and I was and I got mad you know that (laughs) made me so angry and in reality, I wasn't angry at my husband. I was angry at God. Yeah. And um, a few, I don't know, um, I think weeks later, um, I was really, really thinking about that, like, just over and over in my head. And God told me, like, what if, you know, what if that's all you're called to do? Mm-hmm. Can you see the beauty in that, too? You know, yeah. like, can you see how important your role would be, too? And he just dealt with me. Um, I just realized right then and there I had a pride issue. Um, I had like all these years of upbringing, all, all these years of teaching um, since my youth that that I had to let go of that, you know, were, were keeping me in this place that, you know, I'm the one that has to do something um, in my life, you know, to... Right to be successful, to be powerful, to be in control of things. This is what I have to do for my children to be proud of me, for my husband to be proud of me. And I always had that mentality of, I'm never going to have kids. I'm going to do things my way, my, you know, by myself. I'm going to get my own place, my car, blah, blah, blah. I had that mentality, you know. Mm-hmm. So now dealing with this and realizing this is where I'm at. I'm a mom. I'm a wife to a man that's his calling is to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that means that I have to be full time with my son mm-hmm. and just knowing everything around us. I'm, I'm going to have to homeschool my son because there's no way he's going to public school. Just all these things just piled up on me, you yeah. know, and yeah. the flesh just ate it all up, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But that's the the issue there. I shouldn't be walking in the flesh. Mm-hmm. It takes humbleness. It takes um, literally a regeneration of your mind to be able to accept this role that God is calling you to. And man, once you do, it's just beautiful. Like you, you cannot argue against it. You just mm-hmm. cannot because it's, it's perfect it the is. way that it should be. You know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. And there's so much uh, praise in that. Like, seriously, we just read, um, Proverbs 31 and it ends with the mother, this, this amazing woman that's so selfless and loving and kind and gentle she gets praised, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. what more do we want? I mean, seriously, the highlights of my days are when my son looks up to me and he's um, laughing or, or just comes to give me a hug or yeah. uh, my husband tells me how much he appreciates me, you mm-hmm. know, it's, that's my idea of success. You know yes. what I'm saying? It just takes your, your mind to change that perspective because if you're looking at success as what the world is teaching you that's selfish you know but if you look at it the way that god is teaching it you know it's beautiful it's really humbling yeah yeah and i'd i'd rather hear good job you know from god than anything else you know that you know pastor vic also said that same thing to me 
because I remember this story. <laughs> and he said that same exact thing to me. And I was like, hmm. And so it's really. It's, it's convicting. Yeah, it really is. It's about. I, girl, I never thought I was going to be like this, like, housewife, this house yeah. mom, like, stay at home mom. Like, th- that. Not, I mean, I never really liked going to work or anything. Let's be honest. I hated getting up and going to a job at <laughs> nine to five. I hated it so much. Yeah, and me too. I think like a part of me just want to be able to stay at home and do nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you know, but it's so different. Like now it's, it's so different in the way that, that, you know, like this, this is my life. This is what God has called me to do. And who am I to you know, not, not do what God has called me to do. We, we've all been called to, um, you know, be disciples and go and share the gospel. And, and the first people that we, that we minister to, that we build disciples is like our, our kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And so just if we, how are we supposed to be good parents? If, if we can't even make our marriage a priority and instead of making ourselves a priority, if our marriage isn't strong, if our marriage isn't, um, you know, uh, planted in a godly foundation, like that godly, um, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know, what I'm, <laughs> you know, what yeah, I'm trying yeah. to say. like if mm-hmm. it's not, if it's not planted in Christ, if it's not sitting there like firm in Christ, then it's just going to crumble and it's going to fall apart and your kids are going to see that it's going to affect your children. It's, you know, it's just like, it's like the domino effect, you know, like mm-hmm. one of the dominoes gets knocked over if your marriage is crashing down. So is the entire household. Like, like yeah. God made a mom and dad, a husband and wife for a specific purpose and we need to base that in christ and yeah we have to remember that our children learn by example yes so how do we expect them to learn the love of christ if they don't see it in the parents yeah amen yeah it's like i don't know about you but i see people all around me that um you know say they love jesus but their lives aren't showing the Mm -hmm. love of christ and while none of us are perfect. I think that, um, it's really important that we abide in Christ just like, and the this vine- is what the, the fruits of the spirit yeah. are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can, the, those fruits that come from abiding in Christ, you know, you can, you can see when you're firmly planted in Christ and it affects your entire household. It affects everybody around you. Um, because that regardless if your husband is is you know just making you mad all the time if you're if you're planted in Christ um mm-hmm. you know you don't have to worry about that um yeah so yeah i think that my baby's crying so <laughs> <laughs> i think this is a good time to end the episode um this was this was really good and i think it was really edifying and i think that um maybe we should talk about marriage more i think we should talk about all the things more but you know i feel like we could go on for hours and hours and hours and talk yeah like yeah there's a lot to be said when when it comes to this honestly yeah. like i learning more about marriage um these past couple of weeks um, has uh, God has just been putting it on my heart to do like a marriage, um, not not like counseling, but like a what do you call it? Like um, conference? conference, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, where it's just like married couples, you know, and, cool. and we're talking uh, about all this stuff because it's so important. It's it's a it, like marriage is a priority. It should mm-hmm. be a priority. Um, a lot of people say, you know, they they look after the kids more than they do their spouse, and mm-hmm. and yeah. that's that's wrong that's dangerous you know? yeah that's yeah so it's wrong. really really <laughs> dangerous and um i just want to i guess you know end with this point that um just remember that you need to spend more time as husband and wife than you do as mom and dad mm-hmm. because um we have to give time to each other you know mm-hmm. when we are separated we leave more space and more time more opportunities for the enemy to come and not not only come between us you know the Mm -hmm. in the marriage but also we leave the door open for our children yeah to be attacked as well yeah you know so you have to have to strengthen your marriage make sure y'all are on the same page make sure y'all are both taking up arms in the spirit amen uh protecting the household Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, I I 100% agree. That's all. That's a really good way to end it. Um, (laughs) Thank y'all so much for listening to this podcast. If you love our podcast, we please ask that you share it with your friends, your family, you know, our fellow sisters in Christ who you think could really benefit from listening to this. feel free to reach out to us. If you have any questions or, um, you know, you just want to let us know what you'd like to hear more of, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or you can email us um, and our email will be listed in the show notes. But speaking of questions, um, yeah, we are going to be starting a segment called Real Talk Q&A. And in order to do that, we need questions. So please send us all the questions. If you're listening to this right now, I know you got a question. I know you're wondering. (laughs) If we don't know the answer to it, we will get the answer to it. So send us a question. So because we really care about your questions. We want to give you, you know, what you want to hear. Um, Mm -hmm. And we can keep it anonymous if you'd like also. But um, we want to dedicate an entire episode to answering your question because it matters. So Yeah. yeah, I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. God bless and God bless you until next time.